Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. This is BRN AM for Thursday, January 11th, 2024. And our top story today, the ABCs of financial literacy. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Michael Ellison is with Corporate Insight and Snezana Zlatter is with Redwood Consulting Solutions. Snezana, it's great to see you again. Michael, great to see you as well. Thanks so much for both of you joining us this morning. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Wonderful to be here. Jeff. Yeah. And we're talking about financial literacy. And Michael, I want to start with you because uh, you and the Spark Institute conducted a, uh, a really impressive survey of both high school and college students. Before we get into the, the details here uh, with you and Cezana, can you tell us a little bit about the survey, how it, when it took place and who it involved? Sure. So we launched the survey in, in conjunction with Spark over the summer this past year. Uh, we interviewed just under 2,000 students in total, so about almost 1,000 high school and about 1,000 college kids. And really, we were looking to find out how they approached financial literacy and what they knew from um, an aptitude standpoint, how that aptitude translated into behaviors, and then really what their confidence was in taking their financial literacy and, and applying it to their, their lives. And, and, and Michael, before I go to Cezanne, I'm assuming all is fine and dandy and they know everything. Absolutely. And they say it with confidence. Yeah. And, and, but more importantly, did you notice a, a, I mean, what were, in all seriousness, this is a big issue. We're going to talk to Cezanne in a couple of seconds about that. And also Tim Rouse in our second segment. But, but what, what did you find? Were there some discrepancies between high schoolers and college kids or were they both kind of in the same, same bucket? They're, they're pretty close. There was some, you know, college students provided, you know, the college sort of age provided a little bit of lift into um, knowledge and confidence. But essentially, we asked around five multiple choice questions uh, around things like credit scores and loans and retirement savings, investing, interest accrual, some sort of basic but fundamental um, elements of, of financial acumen. And only 39% of college students got more than half the answers correct. And their high school counterparts were slightly lower at 37%. So, you know, both groups struggled. Um, and, and, you know, perhaps college, because of the age, was, was a little higher, but not um, significantly so. Yeah. And since I want to come to you because, look, I, I've never met a, a younger person who didn't have a, a confidence. And, and I, think, I believe you have to have a level of confidence. You should be confident in your own abilities. I think you should be confident in what you know and how you can use that experience to the best of your personal advantage. But let's talk about confidence here. How do you, how do you see the confidence in the context of what of the survey that Michael conducted? Well, um, great question, uh, Jeff. And I would say that very important focus for us was to understand that level of confidence that the students have in their own knowledge of financial topics. And I have to say the results were eye-opening. Just 18% of high school students and 26% of college students told us that they rate their personal financial knowledge as somewhat high or very high. And on the top of that, um, roughly 50% of both high schoolers and college students think that they know enough to reach their financial goals. And what's probably even worse, I would say, is that schools were not considered helpful on this front. We asked the students uh, how well their classes prepare them to make these big personal financial decisions. And only 11% of high school students and 18% of college students responded to us very well or extremely well. And 
high school students who are not planning uh, to attend the college told that only 10% uh, of them told us that they're well prepared. So those are some results that, that we really need to think about and certainly present um, an opportunity to improve. Yeah, and, and Michael, I mean, Cezana, and I'm sure you found this, Michael, in the, in the survey, but it's almost like a crisis of confidence, uh, in confidence, I should say. And, and Michael, are there certain groups uh, when you started looking at the data that are maybe um, impacted more than others? And I'm thinking about maybe socioeconomically, uh, gender, other, other areas that you took a look at. Yeah, interesting. I mean, across gender, there was very little differences. But when one of the things that we did dig into was ownership of products. So do you have a savings account, a checking account, a credit cards, and so forth? And um, one thing that was interesting there is that Latinos in particular really seem to be underserved by the financial industry to the point of uh, 10 to 20 points less than, say, whites or Asians or something like that. Um, and then there was also differences in how uh, certain groups approached and, and sort of um, got input from their peers or from uh, parents in terms of where they went to for advice for financial literacy. And we found that um, African-Americans in particular took to social media a lot more um, and uh, things like uh, you know, whites and Asians typically went more towards their parents. One thing that we discovered was um, parental education had a positive impact on, on student aptitude. Respondents with high financial knowledge were more likely to have parents who attended college, 70% versus 30% of high school, um, and 66% versus 58% for college. And it also played out in behavioral aspects among those surveyed. So 51% uh, of high school students and 70% of college students had savings accounts that were regularly contributed to and parental college yielded uh, parental college attendance yielded a 15% increase in likelihood of high school students having a savings account. Yeah, I mean, really interesting. And Snezana, Michael, I want to take a very quick break. But uh, one thing I'll say is the social media aspect and getting information from social media information uh, around financial literacy, uh, that gives me a little pause. I want to pick that up after the break. When we come back, we'll talk more about financial literacy, what public policymakers should be thinking about. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. 
So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Welcome back. We're still joined by Snezana Zlatter of Redwood Consulting Solutions and Tim Rouse, Executive Director of the Spark Institute, now joins us. Snezana, thanks so much for staying with us. Tim, great to see you again. We try, Jeff. You, you do. That's for you sure. do. You're like the Batman or Robin. I don't know who who is who, but we'll figure that out along the way. Tim, I want to come to you because um, you know Spark obviously has several initiatives going on. We've talked to you about cybersecurity, data. That's important. Financial literacy is also top of mind for you, Spark, and Spark members. It, it is Jeff because uh, all of our member firms. Um, have for many years their own individual programs around financial literacy. And so it was a um, uh, just about a year ago, uh, one of our members had, had suggested that we team up and see if we couldn't get um, economies of scale or uh, a force multiplier, if you will, of, of efforts if we all teamed up uh, on financial literacy. And... Um, and as you see from this survey and the work that both Michael and, and Snezana have done, um, it, it's it's working out that way. Yeah. And, and Snezana, you're a member, you're, I think you're co-chair or chair of the of the committee, the Financial Literacy Committee. Um, you know, we talked about the survey results and, and there's got to be some key takeaways here for the industry, for not-for-profits that focus on financial literacy and education, and I have to say for policymakers. You're absolutely right, Jeff. Uh, we launched our financial literacy committee at Spark nine months ago in April of 2023. And we said that uh, we want to start with listening and learning. And hence the survey. Um, we know that liter financial literacy is a big topic. It is relevant to people at all life stages. But our priority was to start with young people and to better understand Gen Z and their relationship with money what they know about it, what to do with it, how confident they feel about decisions and how what role um, our financial services firms can play. And we heard just a minute ago about those results. However, what we want to achieve with Spark is really to enable our member organizations to better coordinate financial literacy efforts that they have started already. We want to enable member organizations, Spark member organizations to share best practices, to provide key research on key topics, as you mentioned, to partner with academia and not-for-profit organizations in this space, and, and to, of course, work with regulators and with legislators to provide this public policy advocacy where needed. And we're at the beginning of this journey. I would say that in addition to completed, completing this financial literacy survey in uh, 2023, we have also started to collect information on our um, uh, organization members, uh, publicly available financial literacy resources and tools. We are collecting information on these not-for-profit organizations, best-in-class not-for-profit organizations that are focusing on financial literacy. And then uh, also uh, beginning to better understand 
state-run financial literacy programs to see how we can support that. But to yeah. your point, a lot can be done on this front, and there is a lot of room here for a better public and private sector partnership. Yeah, and, I, and I, Kim, Tim, I want to come to you in a second, but Stanislav, just to follow up on the conversation we had with Michael, uh, this was the first cut of the survey. I would imagine that this is an ongoing, you got to measure yourself, right? And it's all about the respondents and how they respond. Now, you probably won't go back to the same people because they will no longer be in high school or presumably college, but I would assume that you're going to continue to conduct this survey on a regular basis. Absolutely. Our goal is to continue. Uh, now we have a baseline, a great baseline to under of the understanding of the needs and um, the, the areas and gaps in, in this space. But we want to do that um, hopefully in 2024 again and years beyond to understand what's the trajectory and see whether our programs and efforts that we will start in 2024 um, uh, a helping and how it can be they can be more most effective for um, all these new audiences. Yeah, and and Tim, we we've had you on um, when we previewed the forum, and the Spark Forum, I should say, which happened in November, and and we talk about the expansiveness of the members and how you have different types of members. I have to think that some of the membership now includes financial literacy organizations. Uh, you you talked about some of the record keepers and the service providers that are doing that, but. More and more people are coming to Spark because of initiatives like this. It really gives people an opportunity to, to grow and develop and, and really make a difference here in their communities. Well, we hope so, Jeff. Uh, and that's um, you know, part of the um, goals of, of Spark is to, um, is to uh, integrate uh, more deeply into our member organizations um, so we can serve them better. And like I said earlier, m many of our um, member firms have uh, financial literacy programs today, um, and and they want to see a, a return on the on those invested dollars. And so, by by work like this, uh, outreach to um, to to state education boards, which uh, Snazana and Mike have done, um, uh, helps us. Uh, target the uh, these resources and as as Snezana had mentioned many of our members have publicly accessible uh, resources whether it's uh, whether it's research papers whether it's uh, training programs even if it's uh, even if it's gamification of topics that are that can be targeted to towards um, elementary and high school students um, they these are the things that that we can make available uh, to the educators who then can make it available to their students. Yeah, ultimately it's about independence, financial security. I think that benefits pretty much everyone. Tim Cezana, we're gonna have to leave it there. We're gonna have to keep, keep talking to you guys about getting some updates. Thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thanks for having us, Jeff. Thanks for having us. And that wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to? Drop us a line and don't forget for all the latest curated news and lifestyle wellness finance tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRNAM. We'll have a very special guest. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, 
Roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.